Hey everyone. Hey Dana. Hey Alex. What's going on? It's good to be with everyone. Good to be with you. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. It's been a minute. Yes. As some may say. Um, yeah, because we were on extended holiday <laughs> break. Yes. I mean, we really weren't like on a break. We had a lot of work to do between our <laughs> last podcast and now. <laughs> I don't want people thinking like, oh. Well, I meant the podcast. Yes, that's true. You know, not like we like weren't working, but we were on a little break. That's right. From the podcast. We're back, though. Did you have a good holiday? New year, new decade. New New decade. I don't like that. Too much pressure for you. Too much pressure. Yeah, that's true. I could see you not liking that. You don't even do resolutions, do you? No. You you could use a few. Okay, actually, no, I lied. I do have one. Okay. I am gonna read more. Oh. Okay. All right, I can I put money on this because this will never happen. So wait, well, okay. Well, One, I am doing that, and so not to be competitive, but tell me how it's going, and I will tell you how it's going for me. Um. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> because you have not read a thing. No, I have read a thing. Okay, what'd you read? I've like re- a read article. Okay, no, the articles that you like text me that does not count. Like you skimming the newspaper every morning doesn't count. Okay, I read the newspaper every morning. A, I don't skim it, and B, I'm reading Little Women. Are you? I. That's a fact. Okay, you're saying, and I'm looking at you, and I know you're lying. No, I am. <laughs> I last night before I went to bed, it was Christmas morning. Okay. And they were getting the presents ready for mom. Okay. Who was out helping the needy family. I don't really know where this book is going. Like, (laughs) it's super boring. So, like, there better be. Okay, you're definitely not going to. There better be some plot developments here. Like, have you read this book? I haven't, no. Like, someone, like, should die or something. People love it, though. People, like, are going crazy. Like, what is the plot of this book? I don't know. All right, all our listeners, help Alex out. I can't be a help. I, I. like something, okay, I'm, I'm like very cl- early in the book. Okay, last night I did do a thing though. I'm reading it on my phone and I was like, man, how far into this book am I? And I like go down to like on the Kindle, I'll say like page X yes. of that. I was like, it was like 40 of 774. I'm like, <laughs> oh God, I, like this is going to take, actually what I did was like, I have to swipe my finger 770 <laughs> more times or something. I was like, it's so many swipes. So. Okay. Yeah. We need to get you a new book if you want to keep up with this. No. I I'm, already sense failure. I no, already... I'm going to read Little Women. Okay. And then I'm going to see the movie. Okay. All right. I like I like this new thing for you, though. There better Reading be a... is good. Reading so if good. you're listening, tell me the plot of this book. <laughs> like, what... I don't understand. Okay. Like, is someone going to die? Is, like, what? what is happening? Yeah. Okay. All right. Help Alex out. Yeah. But that's my resolution. Is to read so that. I have five resolutions. Of, of course. Okay. <laughs> we don't have time for all of them. But give me, like, give me your, give me your most outlandish resolution. Um, oh God, they won't none, feel none of them, none of them are outlandish. Right, I mean, I me... live like, I'm a all mom right. in suburbia. They're all like, you know. All right, give me, give me the all five. Okay. Um, some of which I'm kind of failing at, but okay. So I'm trying to do Whole30 for January. It's like a nightmare. It's like, I'm hungry all the time and all I'm eating is vegetables and cannot <laughs> wait to get back to processed food and chocolate. <laughs> so, um, and then I am limiting social media time. So... I'm happy to tell people if they need to know there's an awesome app on your or actually a setting on your phone in which you could create 
app limit. So I am limited to one hour uh, on Instagram and Facebook, both of those. You're never on Facebook, though. Right, rarely. Only really for work. But anyway, so, and it literally shuts the app down. It's genius. I love it. So, um, and what's my other? Oh, and reading every night before bed. No no phone in bed. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, no phone. I feel like the reason I'm tired a lot is because yeah. the last thing I do is stare at a screen. Sure. Exactly, exactly. I've actually been sleeping a lot better. Uh, oh, and so I'm trying to read first person narrative. So if anyone has any good recommendations for first person narrative, send them my way. There you go. I'm reading a good one right now. What's it called? Um, you should talk to someone. It's written by a therapist about her experience of being a therapist. And I, it feels so similar to the experience of being a minister. Ooh, okay. Like it's super awkward at a party when you tell somebody you're a therapist. Kind of similar super to what awkward. we go through. Totally. So, yeah. Totally. So I'm loving it. It's good. Great. Actually, a church member recommended it. That's why I'm reading it. So I, I love it. I love recommendations. I really do want to read more though. I'm glad. I'm really proud of you. It's good. You all should know that it was a few years into working with Alex that I realized he doesn't read books. <laughs> And I, I love books. I love books. I do so. read books. You, you, you have to redeem yourself. He does. He's, he's no, read okay. books before. <laughs> no. Remember, there no. was a church member who recently accused you of being illiterate. <laughs> no, what they said was, maybe Alex doesn't read books because he can't read. <laughs> I was like, wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, I can read. Um, no, I read nonfiction. Yeah. I, yes. I War, Work-related nonfiction. Right. Right. Um, but fiction's hard for me because I'm very indecisive, and so it's very hard for me to pick a book. Mm-hmm. Like I don't understand how people just pick up a book. Like I'll read this. Right. I'm like no, I can't do that. Yeah. So, anyways. Okay. All right. Yeah. The um. So that's like my only resolution. No, that's good. That's good. You might. You know, it's not even a resolution. It's just what, like something I want. Yeah, do. good, good intention for the year. I yeah, like it. Right. I like it. All right. All right. Let's talk about Jesus. Okay. So you um, preached on Jesus's baptism. Correct. Um, from Matthew's gospel, and you used the Message translation. Yes. All right. Why'd you pick the Message translation? Because I said in my sermon, I like this the colloquial nature of. John the Baptist's response when Jesus says, you're going to baptize me. In, in the NRSV rendering, you know, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it's more like, how can this be? It's just very... Right. Are you looking it up right now? Yeah, I'm looking it up. It's very um, formal. It, it doesn't capture, I think, the how shocked John, John really is. was. Like, what does he say? Um... So so John said, I need to be baptized by you and do you and do you come to me? Right? And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. right. And you come and to me? me? Like <laughs> it's like a Dickens novel. Which is fine. But you know, when in the message translation He, he says, Yeah, I'm I'm the one who needs to be baptized, not you. Right. Right. I just kinda Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it just hit home more, I think, to the point. Well, and isn't it interesting it it stuck out to me in hearing you preach on this. I was like, oh, I never thought about the power dynamics between, like, who baptizes who. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, but I just think that's something interesting for us to wrestle with because we, as pastors, have the privilege and the honor of baptizing people. Yeah. But that doesn't actually mean we've got power because it's it's – and I want people to know that, like, it's God that does the baptizing. Right? You know? And, um, and so, anyway – Right? Don't you see here like this little power dynamic and struggle between John and Jesus over? Yeah, I mean that was what my whole sermon was about in pot. Right, you right. You know, 
But I think, I don't know if this is true in Protestantism, but in Catholicism, any believer, any baptized believer can baptize another one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, I don't know if that's true in Protestantism, um, but, or in our tradition, I should say, I can't speak for all of Protestantism, but um, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, such an important piece about that is related to, I think, this exchange right. in pot. Um, you know, this idea that this, like, who has the power mm -hmm. um, is sort of flipped on its head. You know, it's, it's, it's shocking for this first exchange. Like, we're getting set up of how important Jesus is. And like, the very first thing he does is say, is say, okay, this thing you think you need from me, I actually need from you. Right, right. Which is a pretty which is a pretty powerful sentiment to look at the people whom expect us to serve them and, and say, oh, the thing you think you need from me, I need from you. Right, right. No, I love that. I love that. And and for you, this resonated because um, you were preaching this in the same weekend that you went with our youth, our confirmands, into Boston with City Reach. Right. And it's... There's this, you know, like I said in my sermon, you have these experiences, at least I do, these moments in which you forget for a moment that um, you're separated by so much, mm -hmm. like so much. And you are able to just sort of see one another and you recognize that, oh, they're providing something for you in a very profound way that isn't, right, okay, it isn't just limited to... Like, oh, I feel good mm -hmm. because I mm -hmm. serve them. That, I don't mean just that. I mean as if, like, there's there's a part of you that feels complete now that you are in, re you have some bridging of a relationship mm -hmm. between them. There's, like, a part of you that would never be able to be whole except right. through the connection with someone else who's very different than you and that is not just, like, who you fall in love with, mm -hmm. but there's a way in which every person you come into relationship with is, like, pieces of a puzzle kind of clicking together. Mm. Um, and the only way those pieces come together is through building relationship with mm -hmm. other people that are very different than mm -hmm. you, and somehow we are both more whole because of it. Mm. I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Right, that we can't be completely who we are, who we're called to be in the world without others. And not just like others who are like us, but others who are different than us. Especially others who are different mm -hmm. than us. And that's the catch. I mean, Jesus even says that later. He's like, you know, it's easy to love those who right. love you. Yeah. That's not the test. You know, it's easy to, to be thankful for those who, um, you know, are good to you. The real test is mm -hmm. how you love those who don't love you. Right. And again, that is not a call to put ourselves in situations that are unsafe, right? Like that's right. not a call for people who are in abusive relationships to stay in them. No. Um, that's because love to love someone is to not is not the same thing as being in relationship mm -hmm. with someone. I think, you know, or let mm -hmm. me put it this way. For example, like um, there are some people whom we meet in ministering to people who are unhoused who are not nice, right. <laughs> who don't want to be in relationship with right. you, who are rude, who are all the things some people are who are housed and, right. and are very That's rich. Right. That's right? right. And so 
you know, our first job is to see ourselves in them. But maybe even when we seek to see ourselves in them, we might not be in relationship with them mm-hmm. because they don't. Maybe they don't want us to be. Right. But we we our first step is to try. Mm-hmm. And if people aren't ready to reciprocate that, mm-hmm. then you know that's on them. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't absolve us from right trying. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know we do we have to do things to keep ourselves safe. And from a distance, then we ask ourselves, okay, what is it? mean from a distance to see myself in them, Mm. right? To refuse to, um, I think this is another piece, particularly as it relates to being homeless, right? Like we hear one story of, oh, someone who's says they need money for food Mm -hmm. and they use it for drugs. And now all of a sudden our mind has been poisoned with this idea Mm -hmm. that like everyone, right now we're skeptical of everyone. (laughs) Right. And... I'm guilty of that. I'm not suggesting I'm not. I'm so guilty of that. Like, I'm, I'm such a second guesser, and, mm-hmm. you know. And so my job then from a distance is to go, okay, just because I've been burned, mm-hmm. I am not, I, I cannot let skepticism or negativity or bad experience then color mm-hmm. every other interaction. It might mean that, you know, I'm not going to be naive. Right. But I'm also not going to let that then become mm-hmm. a barrier to being generous right. or a barrier to being open-minded or open-hearted. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the catch, right? You know, we don't – you don't – if someone is just continually – I don't know. You know, right. it, it can cut so many different ways, yes. right? Yes, yes. Yeah, and and that we can let like our our judgments and our opinions create these barriers um, to really being open to who is the person that we're meeting in this moment, right? And and what 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 do they have to offer, and and what might it look like to be in relationship or to or to connect, right? Just to have a place of connection, and um, yeah, and. Uh, but I also hear that that's so hard to do, right? I mean, if we're not honest with people who are different than us, it's it's hard when, you know, I think that's one of the reasons we connect with people who live very similar lives is there's a lot of commonalities, a lot of different ways we can connect. Like, oh, we could talk about our kids' soccer team. We could talk about, you know, like favorite TV shows. I mean, there's just ways to that feel it, and make it easier. It requires right? less work. It, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and, you know... I think part of it is leaning into awkwardness and saying like, this is going to be a little awkward, <laughs> right? And and that's okay. Like, it's just, it really is okay for it to be a, some work and a little bit awkward as well, so. Yeah, like it, it, it's it just it's statement of fact, it's going to require work. Right. Like, it's going to be awkward. Like, you're going to have to think more. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Than right. Whether someone's unhoused or whether someone's just from a just different di- culture, di- right, or a different generation, right? Yeah, you know, you're gonna have to yeah. think a little more. Yeah. Yeah. And I listen. I get it. We don't always want to do that. Right. Right. I don't always want to do mm-hmm. that. Right. Like whether it's friends, whether it's service, whether it's like dates, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. like you know, sometimes you're like, man, I don't really want to work that hard. Right. To to find commonality. Yeah. Here, but. We gotta sometimes you like my life depends on it. The mm. world depends on it. Yeah. Like having to work hard sometimes mm-hmm. to find commonality, right? Uh, or to just recognize that like there might not be a lot of commonality and just exist in that space. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. Well, and to come back to Jesus' baptism, one of the things I love about the Message translation here um, is how. <clears throat> 
it, in this translation, um, the voice from heaven after Jesus was baptized says, this is my son chosen, marked by my love, delight of my life. And I love those words, marked by love and delight and God taking delight. And, you know, and when we think about connecting with people who are different than us, like holding that in our minds, like this person in front of me in some ways marked by love is, 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 the, is God takes delight in this person, right? And so, so, you know, might that drive our curiosity to say, okay, this person is marked by God's love. This person, God takes delight in. You know, maybe that might drive me to withstand a little bit more awkwardness or to work a little harder to get to know who they are, or, you know. Um, yeah, rather than being, you know, dismissive or, uh, or just, you know, not wanting to invest the time or energy. So that, uh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. That is so... That's. I wish I had included that in my sermon, but you know that is definitely the follow up to it, right? We do this because we are all baptized into the same, mm-hmm. the same as Jesus, which is we're all mocked by love and God delights in us. And you're like, oh, that's icky, you right. know? Like I don't want to. Yeah. God delights in that person. Yeah, God does. You know. Right. That person's marked by love. Ugh. Right. Right. But it's true. Mm-hmm. So. You know, how do we do that? Mm-hmm. You know, um, how do we do that with unhoused siblings? How do we do that with our siblings from different cultures? Mm-hmm. You know, I think particularly, like, I was thinking about that a lot, you know, when I think about the Iranian people yeah. over the past few weeks and sort of the scary place mm-hmm. we were at for right. a little while and less so now. But in thinking, like, man, like, this is the moment when you're like, okay, they're marked by love too, you know, that right. you have to... We have to um, mm-hmm. recognize that, yeah. and it's such an important piece that we have to be able to look at the whole entire world, right? And recognize that everyone is marked by love, mm-hmm. and make an attempt to treat one another that way. That's right. That's right. Um, again, you know, there is that balance between, you know, what safety, physical safety, and X, Y, Z. But doesn't we have a responsibility? Right. Right. And I think of, you know, what does the kingdom of God look like, right? I really pray and I know it does not look like me, like a lot of people like me, right? It's it's not. It's beautiful. It's multicultural. It's, you know, a, an amazing swath of the of of human beings and every and God's creation, like the beauty of of all that diversity. Yeah, like think about this, right? Like when we often picture heaven. Right. Right? I don't know what we picture, but maybe we picture like some of like the the great moments we've had, mm-hmm. right? As as people now re- realize that everyone is having the same experience, except they're like in Mexico, they're speaking Spanish and they're doing things that are culturally appropriate. In right. South Korea, they're speaking Korean mm-hmm. and they're doing things. And you know, go around the world, right? Mm-hmm. So tell me. What is heaven going to look like taking all that in mind? Right. Knowing that we're not going to be siloed in the same way. That's right. So how are we all going to be mm-hmm. mixed together? Yeah. You know, with our with the expectations of our sort of like all these cultural things we have about mm-hmm. what heaven might look like. It just it, – listen, I don't have an answer. Right. But simply to say that the kingdom of God is going to be – some perfected version mm-hmm. of this attempt mm-hmm. to sit in the uncomfortableness of crossing cultures and barriers. Mm-hmm. So we better get some practice now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah.
Like, better get some practice because heaven ain't going to look like no. whatever sort of cultural identi- ide- like idea we have heaven linked to our culture. Right. It ain't going to look like that. Mm-hmm. No, but neither is it going to look like any other culture's right. expectation. Right. And not even having to wait to heaven, but saying, like, this is what God wants us to make manifest here on earth now. Like, right? right. Like, this is God's vision for the world. Like, for and and so, yeah, what does it look like to, like, all right, God, like you're counting on us to help make that happen with you, right? It's not just continuing to create what feels right and good for me right now in this moment. Yeah. Like it, this feels, this kind of worship or this kind of music or this kind of relationships feel safe and easy and comfortable. Like, and God's like, yeah, that's nice. I'm glad, but I let's let's also walk down this path and yeah. as, as we get that opportunity to connect with others and to learn from each other. Totally. So. So, yeah. that's, thanks, Alex, for your experience at City Reach and um, and for leading our youth and confirmants with Jen uh, to deepen their relationship and understanding of who God is and um, and how God's revealed in this world. Yeah, happy to. It was yeah. a great experience, always is. And um, thanks everyone for listening and yeah. go practice this week. That's right. And every week, but yeah. this week in particular. That's right. That's right. Amen. All right, everyone. All right, blessings. Thanks, Dana. All right, thanks, Alex. See ya. Bye.